It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Here we go again with Bengals franchise tag discourse for a second round draft pick. This time, T. Higgins. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're the Locked On Bengals podcast, coming to you every day on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. And over the weekend, we got some franchise tag news about T. Higgins that we're going to be diving into today, at least a leak about the Bengals' plans with the franchise tag for T. Higgins much earlier in the process than we expected, James. If you're new to the show, Make sure you subscribe, hit the thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube, and you'll, you can become an everyday or make us your first listen. We appreciate everyone who makes Locked On Bengals a healthy habit on your way to work, perhaps, staying in the loop on all things Bengals. But earlier than expected, James, in our most recent show, when we were answering a ton of questions about D. Higgins, we talked about what the likely impasse was for the Bengals getting a long-term deal done. That's guaranteed money, still is. And we joked about how it might be surprising or or very surprising, and I'm surprised, to see a tag on T. Higgins early in the process, given their history of waiting toward the end of this window recently with guys like A.J. Green and Jesse Bates to apply the franchise tag in a given year. I'm going to go out on another limb, Jake. I still think we're right. I don't think the Bengals officially apply the tag until after the combine. Now, we'll see. Maybe they'll do it on Monday, and I'll get burned. <laughs> and people. And there's a reason James, they might. Oh, there's a there's a ton of reasons why they could wait, right? And and we can get into all of the the different tentacles that are are tied with Higgins here. But got to be honest, I did not see this coming. To your point, is the leak, and that's exactly what it is. And we can speculate on where from, but the fact that T Higgins on the day the salary cap gets announced, on the day that his twenty one point eight million dollar franchise tag number is set four wide receivers and every player, the franchise tag number was set. The Bengals, it, it, it's leaked that they informed T that they are tagging him. Why did it come out? I think is, is where I'm at at this point as we record this on Sunday. And there's a lot of different reasons behind it. But overall, my first reaction to this, and I feel pretty strongly about it still, is we know that T. Higgins is likely to be a member of the Bengals this season, is likely to play on the franchise tag, and by the way, will play on the franchise tag if it comes down to that because it's way more money than he's ever came close to earning in his NFL career. And I think he will play well, but there's a lot, of course, it's not that simple. There's a lot of things that we need to discuss when it comes to T. Higgins. Yeah, there's what does it mean? There are tons of different ways you can interpret 
this news, some of them make more sense than others, but you can piece together logic to support any of the possible reasons the Bengals would go early with the franchise tag. One reason that we might see the tag officially applied to T. Higgins before the combine is over, perhaps before it even starts, is to facilitate trade conversations. I don't know what exactly the tampering rules are as far as what the Bengals are legally allowed to discuss with other teams. They, they might need to do the franchise tag in order to have some of those trade talks because then he would be part of the Bengals plans like no one else would have rights to him right the Bengals would be the only team with rights to him for 2024 they they are right now though until until the new league year starts when he would become a free agent anyways right so I don't I I don't I think it would be fine uh yeah and that that was just something that I'm not I'm not sure about but why do it early is the big question right and but that that's the part that that's interesting is is the trade talks certainly and potential for trade talks ahead of the combine that could be one reason signaling to the rest of the NFL and everybody, if they do officially announce it, which, you know, you said we can speculate about where this came from. Well, it came from Ian Rappaport. Where does Ian Rappaport get his information? He gets it from agents. It came from almost certainly T's agency, T's agent. That's Why would they do that? Why Brian would they do that? Yeah. Pointing the fingers up. Um, well, I'll tell you, I, it, at least for me, it's pretty simple. I think David Mulligetta, and I would do this, by the way, if I was T's agent and I was trying to get him a long-term deal and I didn't think I was getting it in Cincinnati this offseason, I would want to go into the combine fishing for long-term deals for T. And because if you know you're getting tagged and you could find the right long-term deal, then maybe a trade can be worked out. Maybe you can make this work now. Much, much easier said than done. But that's why I think you leak that, is you make it very clear to the rest of the league that you're far apart on an extension and that the franchise tag means, hey, come get my guy if you want him long-term. And it it comes on the heels of a report from Tony Pauline Mm -hmm. that the Bengals were working on a long-term extension with the And... I think that this has been, we, we since last offseason when they didn't get the deal done, felt like Jesse Bates again, right? Like this is destined for the franchise tag. The Bengals aren't going to put additional guarantees into that contract that David Melaghetto wants for his clients. And that's the way it's going to go again. And I think that that's likely the hangup, right? We talked about that on Friday. It's almost certainly guaranteeing the second year of the contract. But what has changed since then is that the salary cap came in higher. $13 million higher. Is that mm-hmm. right? 255 yep. versus 242 than, expe- than expected. And I've done all the math, James, to figure out where the Bengals really are for cap space, including rookies, practice squad, all that stuff, because they're pretty predictable, right? Like they're not going to do the restructures that other teams are going to do. But one of the big impacts there is that the franchise tag, while it goes up, for all positions and went up about a million dollars, a little bit more, a million and change for, for T Higgins, for wide receivers. It's a smaller chunk of the salary cap. It exerts less pressure on the Bengals salary cap space that they're going to take to unrestricted free agency where they have a lot of holes to fill and a lot of money to spend. So that's probably the biggest argument for saying maybe that tag and trade is less likely now 
And that was my initial reaction to the increase to the NFL salary cap is less pressure on cap space from that franchise tag. Now you have an extra $10 million to play with. And while there will be inflation for top end contracts around the NFL, veteran minimum is going to stay the same. And so a lot of those filling out the roster type of deals aren't going to cost you more. You have more space for those if you need them. And you have more space to go after maybe one more player, one more mid-range player with the increase of cap space. Now, so do every other team, right? This isn't unique to the Bengals. But what is unique to the Bengals is that franchise tagging T. Higgins doesn't exert as much pressure on what you can do in free agency. So that's where my initial logic was. Well, more cap space, maybe that reduces the chances of the tag and trade. Then we get the news that, oh, the Bengals are going to tag Higgins. And this is before the combine. And if they do announce it officially, especially, that could be the opposite, where that's a signal to the rest of the NFL that says, hey, we're, we're not going to get this done. If anybody wants to come blow us away with an offer that's going to cause us to move off of having this player that we think is really important to our 24, 24 chances, well, here's your opportunity to do it. Yeah, and I think that's where there's a lot of debate, a lot of discussion. That's probably where we should go next. How open do we think, and it's speculation because everybody's speculating right now outside of like five people on planet Earth, no one really knows about T, maybe a little more than that, maybe like eight, but it's pretty low. There's not a lot of info right now um, that, that I think is, is more than speculation when it comes to T's future. Now, it could be educated, of course, but it's a lot of speculation. But is a trade realistic? Do we think that the Bengals will consider trade offers this week in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine where the groundwork could be laid for a potential T. Higgins deal? We'll answer that and discuss the salary cap coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, so throw $5 on the Warriors or throw $5 on LeBron James. You could make a same game parlay if you want to get creative. And that's the beauty is you win that $5 bet and you get $150 in bonus bets to use on quick bets, same game parlays, exclusive props, so much more from college to pro baseball's right around the corner. Maybe you're looking at NFL free agency, those Bengals Super Bowl odds for next year, or maybe the NFL draft futures. Well, Go to FanDuel now. They're America's number one sports book for a reason, and you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet by visiting FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports book of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Who do you think the eight people are who know what's going on with D. Higgins? Because obviously you got, you know, the Bengals front office. So Duke Tobin, Mike Brown, Katie Blackburn, David Mulligetta, T. Higgins. That's probably five. five. Probably, probably Steve Rasinovich. Radicevich. Six. Radicevich. Six. I always mix that up. Six. Uh, Joe Burrow. You think Joe knows? 
You think they not told fully. Joe? Not fully. No. But if T knows, Joe would know. Not fully, though. No, because even T, even T knows like most of it. Mm-hmm. But agents, agents are agents. They're not going to be. They're not going to fill you in on every nook and cranny of, of, of dialogue and discourse. They want to protect you from some of that too. Like, no. like for example, let's say the Bengals echo and, and share a point that a lot of people are making on social media. Hey, T, you've dealt with a lot of injuries, but we, we don't feel confident in giving you four years. Four years. They in in the, a ton of guaranteed money specifically. It wouldn't be the four years. I think that uh, David Mulligetta might might sweeten that up a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe he doesn't. But uh, anyways, yeah, those people, and there's probably one or two that we're missing. Someone else with Mulligetta's agency. The daughters, uh, the granddaughters, Elizabeth probably knows. Paul Jr. probably knows. Caroline probably knows. Eh. Troy probably knows. Probably a lot of the family. You already named all them. You already named Troy. Did I? Yeah. At the Mike beginning. Brown, yeah. Katie Blackburn, Troy Black. Anyway, yeah. family knows. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, no, I, I agree. So maybe 10? Anyway. I still not- don't think it's that high, and I don't think Burrow is fully in the know. I don't think he's in on on those discussions like that. Maybe not now. Yet. He probably will, will be informed. He will be given some idea, especially now that it's public and all this stuff has happened. I think everyone knew T, T was getting tagged, though. Yeah. Right? So, you know, I, I will say it's been interesting. I would – I've seen at least five Bengals players share it on Instagram oh. that, that T was tagged, like clearly excited that T is going to be back. Like that's that's how they view it, I, I would say. Um, so in, in a, that's the most likely scenario. But the other scenario is – that a team comes to the Bengals and says, hey, how can we get T. Higgins? By the way, I think teams will do that at the Combine. What do you think it would take, Jake? Not, not for us, right, regardless of how we feel, not, not for our listeners, for the Bengals, knowing them, what do you think it would take? Because I, I think it's juiced. Whatever you think it is, let's say you think it's a top 35 pick, I think it's higher than that. Mm-hmm. With the Bengals in, in the way they value T, in the way they value T, even on a one year deal where he's going to eat up $21.8 million in cap space. Because, and there's been some debate about that too. And sorry, I'm rambling, but there's been some debate about that too. He's clearly the best free agent wide receiver, especially when you consider his age. That's the difference he has over Mike Evans. Otherwise, it would be Mike Evans. But clearly, T. Higgins would be the best free agent receiver on this market. Yeah, if somebody was looking for like a one-year receiver, Mike Evans might take the take the first place title over T. Higgins. Yeah, and when once you get to two years, T. 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 is going to push that envelope a little bit for Evans, just because you don't know when players get to that age in the NFL. Uh, what would it take? Was the question for the Bengals? What do we think the Bengals would be looking for? I was looking at wide receiver trades yesterday, James, and T. Higgins is not a perfect fit for, for any recent wide receiver trades. The ones that looked the closest to me were guys like Stephon Diggs when he was traded from Minnesota to Buffalo and then got yep. a, an extension. Yep. Amari Cooper, when he was traded yep. from Dallas to Cleveland for nothing because he had a lot of money on that deal. And Dumb trade. One of the worst trades in Cowboys history. Stupid. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they just took... 
a pittance oh. to offload money because they were wrong about Amari Cooper. Oh, there was one other one, and now I'm not remembering who it was. But oh, DJ Moore was the other one from a productivity perspective. DJ Moore's production before he was traded to the Bears is a really good analog approximation of what T's production would be if he were healthy. So you'd have to discount it a little bit because T's missed more time than DJ Moore. And also that was really complicated because it was involved with the first overall pick trade and there were a whole bunch of other draft picks involved. And DJ Moore was a player compensation thrown in. So none of those really give you a great idea because there's differences. There's small differences with all of them. Stefan Diggs might be the closest, but he was even more productive in, in the last year before he was traded to Buffalo. But the first few years of his contract, the first few years in the NFL for Diggs, are pretty good comparison to T. Higgins. You think about the compensation in each of those trades, you think about you know the, the Chase Claypool trade, talk about terrible trades. Wide receivers tend to re return more than you would expect, Amari Cooper aside. And, and player trades are just very inconsistent, Amari Cooper case in point in the NFL. And so what would the Bengals be asking for? I would think that it would be late first, early second, plus a third, something like that, or an earlier first. And I think that to the Bengals, T Higgins is going to be more valuable than the trade offers they get period. Probably. I, I, I wonder what the, the offers are that that part's interesting because there are a lot of teams Look, I'll just throw out scenarios. T. Higgins would be the Jacksonville Jaguars' number one wide receiver all day long and, and twice and uh, on Sundays when they need him to be, by the way. And he's going to be better than any receiver available at 17. I'll say it again. Be very, very clear. So there you go. This idea that, all right, you're going to draft T. Higgins at 18. By the way, Bengals fans, that Brian Thomas is not the next T. Higgins. Maybe he'll develop into it but he's not right now. And if you're in win now mode, which the Jaguars certainly are, I think their coach is on the hot seat. I think press Taylor's on the hot seat. Trevor Lawrence certainly needs to um, step up and, and rally after the Bengals set them into, into a tailspin last year, they could use T Higgins. So that's probably where I would start is the 17th pick. And I do think that's unrealistic, but I'm just giving you an idea. Uh, I would try to move up with T think that's probably unrealistic as well. We can spend more time on that later. Not enough time today. Uh, I would use um, the the Cardinals and, and not only look to move up with them, but I, I would look at that 27th overall pick, the 35th overall pick, and try to get one of those. I would call Brian Callahan and say, all right, DeAndre Hopkins and 38 for T. So you're going to say no? Okay. Then he says no. But maybe it happens. And, oh, with the Bengals, why would the Bengals want DeAndre Hopkins? Last year of his deal, cheap deal. Why not? Why not add, add someone like that? So uh, a proven wide out. So to me, there are teams like that. The Packers have a ton of picks on day one and day two that you could look at, and they could kind of right their wrongs and get a legitimate number one in Green Bay, which, hey, I, I could see that. Would they give up Christian Watson in a pick? I don't think Christian Watson's a one. They might. They might do that with all those injuries. You want to talk about injuries. Christian Watson dealt with a lot of them last year. I think there are a ton of scenarios, but to your point, the Bengals might laugh at the idea of Christian Watson in a pick. The Bengals may think that the 35th pick isn't enough because they will look at this wide receiver class and say, all right, well, is Lad McConkey, Lad McConkey T. Higgins? 
is an, an insert whatever receiver you like, which that's fine. You can like them. They're not going to have the same grade on that guy, most likely, as they did T. Higgins coming out of the draft. There aren't a ton of receivers that have had it, the T. Higgins grade, by the way. There's some draft classes since the T. Higgins class, and you could speculate as to which ones, where the Bengals didn't have a wide receiver as graded as high as T. Higgins. So, obviously, it's not the Jamar class. Spoiler. Um, but I, I think it's hard. I think it's going to be hard to find a trade partner. Not impossible. Could happen. But I, I don't necessarily think it will happen. But if it does, the Bengals could shed $21.8 million in cap space. You mentioned the cap, and we know where it's at. Let's continue the T. Higgins conversation, but get into the amount of Bengals cap space that they'll have to work with when free agency starts next month. Coming up next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If it was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and to make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters so you can do more of it. And whether it's spending more time with your family, whether it's accomplishing your professional goals at work, therapy can help you refocus and recalibrate when you need it because we all have a lot going on personally professionally and if you thought of giving therapy a try well try better help better help is entirely online it's designed to be convenient to fit even the busiest schedules so if you're traveling for work if you're in and out of hotel rooms that's okay because it's entirely online and the questionnaire to get a therapist well it takes just a few minutes and you fill out that questionnaire and boom you get your therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time to find the right fit for you. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. James, let's talk about this Cincinnati Bengals salary cap as we wrap up the T. Higgins conversation for today. It will continue as the Bengals officially announce a tag at some point. We'll talk about it again then. We'll talk about it at the Combine when rumors start swirling. We'll hear information at times that maybe we'll be able to share. And if we can, then we'll talk about all of that as well. The last point for me on T. Higgins is that that injury history is going to be a fascinating aspect of trade talks, of contract negotiations that we don't know and probably will never know. But I'm sure if we were able to be a fly on the wall for those phone calls for teams calling the Bengals about T. Higgins or talking to Duke Tobin at whatever steakhouse he's going to in Indianapolis after the combine next week, it would be very interesting to hear how they're discussing that that injury concern because from a Bengals perspective if if T doesn't get hurt and he's able to produce those years maybe they're willing to pay him and and make exceptions to their contract structure or maybe not maybe they just know that he's not Jamar Chase level Joe Burrow level superstar level and those guarantees are just something they're not willing to budge on but either way 
it will be interesting. And all teams are confined by salary cap rules, James. And the NFL announced, or the NFLPA announced, one of the two announced on Friday that the salary cap will be higher than we thought it would be for 2024. $255 million is the unadjusted salary cap for the Cincinnati Bengals. When you include their rollover space from 2023, that salary cap number is $264 million. You're probably looking on over the cap or Spotrack or wherever you're looking. You're seeing graphics on Twitter, social media that says the Bengals have over $70 million of salary cap space, which is a very big number ranked in the top. What, where, where are they? Do you know where they rank, James? How, how high the Bengals salary cap space rank is compared to the rest of the NFL? Last I checked, they were in the top five. They were like fourth or fifth in, in cap space. There you go. Now, could that change? Yeah, maybe. But uh, that, that's dependent on a lot of teams doing a lot of things behind them. The Saints have already started, by the way. They're purge. As have the Miami Dolphins with the Xavier Howard release that is pending for them that saves them like $2 million. It's not even significant cap savings. Anyway, uh, that's why you don't restructure players or give big signing bonuses to players or do future guarantees for players that you're not sure are going to be on your team at those periods of time. But for the Bengals, it's a lot of cap space. It's more than expected. The T Higgins franchise tag gets factored in and they drop down a little bit, still in the top 10. When you count T Higgins franchise tag, $21.8 million, they're down to $50.6 million of salary cap space, according to over the cap. But James, what I like to do every year is I like to take a look at things the way that I think the Bengals look at things, which includes how the rookies fit in right? Because the rookies are going to have a cash and cap expenditure that's going to change things that are not included in those salary cap numbers. I like to include the practice squad. Of course, of course, what over the cap does, and, and I also do, is you have to include the dead cap hits. And you have to look at it from a 53-man roster perspective, not the offseason 51 rule, which allows teams to carry 90 players in the offseason before they cut down to 53. And when you factor all of that in, and you, you make sure you fill out the roster for 53 players, I have the Bengals at 50 or sorry, 39 and a half million dollars in salary cap space, which doesn't sound like a lot necessarily to people that are looking at that big $50 million number. But even with the number being like that, I, I went and looked at the year one cap hits for DJ reader, Trey Hendrickson and Orlando Brown jr. The three biggest free agents the Bengals have signed in recent history. The Bengals could do all of those deals and have salary cap space left this year. That 39 and a half also doesn't count rollover money that the Bengals might keep back for next year. It doesn't count a Jamar extension projection, things like that. And the reason that you can come to that number for the Bengals, which could change, of course, if the Bengals make any cuts, is that they're more predictable than a lot of other NFL teams. You look at the Saints doing all their restructures right now. The Eagles are going to do restructures. The Chiefs are probably going to do restructures. The Bengals generally don't. And so we can feel pretty solid that that will be the number. And that's what we can project free agent contracts into based on what they've done in recent history with year one cap hit management for guys like Brown Hendrickson, uh, you know, all the free agents, the Bengals have signed. We can look at that history to figure out how much money they'll be able to fit in this year. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And that's good work by you. And it's proof that they do have enough room to make the necessary moves, even with this. And I think that's been the debate is, Oh, tag T, can they still do what a lot of people hope they do? 
And I don't think they're in the running for Chris Jones, regardless of T, just to put it out there. I don't think they will view him as the the target. I think they're going to try to get multiple mid-tier guys, and they can certainly do that. And it'll be interesting to see who they target, how they target, if they move on from a, a few other veterans to clear up even more cap space, open up more cap space to be even more aggressive with it. But I do think that with this cap raise, to everyone's point, and I think that's what a lot of people looked at on Friday, especially when the T-tag the news came down, having the, the $21.8 million direct cap hit stinks. Having the extra room to work with makes it a, a bit easier to stomach, uh, and certainly for a player of T. Higgins' caliber. It does make the the tag for T this year more palatable. It makes the threat uh, a point that some have made. I think Andre Parada, the first person to make it, John Sheeran wrote about it on A to Z Sports. It makes the threat of the two-year franchise tag a negotiating tactic the Bengals can feel more comfortable with because at 120% of $21.8 million, we know what the cap hit for T. Higgins would be if they went for a second franchise tag. It would be in the $26 million range. You're looking at two years, around $48 million for T., where the Bengals could say, hey, look, David Mulligetta, we can do this. Let's use that as the baseline for our negotiations for a three or four year deal. And we can match cash flow or whatever it is that they need to do. It can give them, one, a negotiating tactic that says, hey, we have control for two years. And two, it gives them a basis for negotiations for a contract if they were to threaten or, or suggest like, hey, look, we can do this for two years. Let's use that as a basis to, to negotiate from for a long-term deal, which, you know, we, we think they're probably still working on, right? Like this isn't to say that a long-term deal is totally ruled out at this point. I do think it's unlikely. I think that the franchise tag leak this early in the process is that indicator that says, hey, we're pretty far apart. We don't think this is going to get done, at least from the Mulligata side of things, right? If that's where it came from and that's where we think it came from. But that doesn't mean that it's it's totally over, right? Like they have plenty of time to to think about how this is going to work and, and try to work through negotiations from here to the start of the season. Yeah, they'll have until roughly July 15th-ish for, for that e extension on the franchise tag. And then T can hold out of camp a little bit like Jesse did, but uh, ultimately he'll, he'll show up and he'll have to play on the tag. And I think he will for those speculating about that. But uh, who knows? Maybe they get an extension done. Maybe he gets traded. I think all possibilities are there, even though I think the most likely scenario right now is, is franchise tag for T. Higgins, obviously, and him playing for the Bengals this season. So we will talk more about the Bengals' salary cap situation. We'll spend more time on it trying to explain what's going on there. We'll, of course, keep tabs on what's going on with T. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to get take a look at some of the defensive tackles in the draft just ahead of the NFL Combine, and then we'll have NFL Combine talk to react to Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor addressing the media on Tuesday. Until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Who day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.